It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. So do you think that you fold the sheets or make the bed better than your spouse? Or perhaps the way that you like to celebrate the holidays is really the right way? Well, when you believe your way of doing things is best, you're damaging your marriage more than you think. And David Covey is joining me today. He is the co-author of Trapologists, Outsmarting the Hidden Obstacles to Success. And he's going to talk to me today about how this belief that our way is the right way can really harm a marriage or a relationship. Welcome, David. I'm glad you could join me on Amy's Table. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for having me. So, okay, first of all, I do think some of my way is the best, and I'm trying to get my spouse to see the error of his ways. And what do you think? Why is that really harming anything? <laughs> well, it's, it's, I mean, the important thing is, is not to uh, have this belief that, you know, it, it's, it's okay. The way you were raised is okay. It just doesn't make it superior. And you shouldn't look at your spouse as, you know, having an inferior way. But I think that that's what often happens in marriages is that you are brought up to think that the way that I do it is the right way and the way that my spouse does it is the wrong way. And really what you need to do in in your marriage is decide, hey, what's going to be our way? Rather than my way and your way, what's what's our way? And that's that's really what the focus should be. And, you know, I'm teasing about things like making beds or celebrating holidays, but really you're talking about some more deeply fundamental approaches to a relationship, or maybe you're not, maybe you do mean the smaller things, but, but, you know, so how we're raised impacts so much of our behavior, doesn't it? It totally does. Yeah. And I am talking about the bigger things because there always will be small things and little quirks and idiosyncrasies, you know, that will make us different and that's okay. That's what makes us unique as humans. Uh, But I'm talking about the big things. So really the big things that we need to get on the same page on, with our spouse is, first of all, finances, you know, how we're going to manage our finances. And, and by the way, these all sound very basic things, but it's amazing how people really don't get on the same page mm-hmm. on these three fundamental things. So the three fundamental things is your finances, how you're going to manage them. Uh, if you have kids, how are you going to raise them? What's, what's your child rearing philosophies and approaches? You know, how, how, how do you discipline your kids when they get out of line? And then the third is, you know, how are the household duties going to be divided and managed? And when you look at that, actually, that last one is probably the one that's causing the biggest angst because you have uh, most women now that work outside of the home, you know, compared to 30, 40, 50 years ago. But the polls show, and I think they're probably underrepresented, that women are still doing 80% of the household duties, even though they're working outside the home just like their, their husband's. So I think it's it's time for the men to step up and uh, and you know take a little shoulder a little bit more of the household responsibility duties. Yeah, I I think that's probably so amazingly true, and I think that women sometimes are guilty of sort of just accepting it, but harboring a resentment. And men are, I think, sometimes guilty of it's the way it's always been. They don't really think they're doing anything wrong. It is something that needs to have their eyes opened about. Well, it's funny because, you know, how we're raised definitely impacts our approach. But in some cases, we might be raised with some real skills. And I'm going to turn this back at you. Of course, your father, Stephen Covey, told us all how to do everything. <laughs> and you yeah. must come with a little edge. How does that work in a relationship when you might have some solid skills? Should you try and coax someone over to your side? 
Uh, I don't know if it's coaxing someone over to your side. I think it's more about creating a shared vision yeah. you know, for your marriage and agreeing on a pathway to get there. And and really, the reason why uh, a lot of marriages, you know, fail or or they're not as good as they could be, is because people are operating as a married single. Uh, and what I mean by that is that they're still operating as if you know, like they're an individual. They're not. They're not operating like a team. Uh, and one of the big uh, mistakes also that, that uh, people make in marriages is that they agree to change when their spouse changes first. And if we have that kind of mentality, you know, it's going to be a long, long wait before uh, we're going to see changes in our marriage. Whereas if, if we're willing to make some changes, you know, so like, for, like, for example, uh, you know, this, I'm speaking for myself and, a lot of the men out there, I've, I'm trying to, and I'm getting better at, my wife says I'm still a work in process, but I'm trying to shoulder and help out more with the household duties. And by doing that, uh, that causes my wife to, you know, want to change some things that may be bugging me or frustrating me in some way. Right. Uh, so we got to learn to be able to, you know, be the first one to change and not waiting for our spouse to change. But there's there's one piece of advice uh, that uh, that I learned from my father that you know it's a great piece of advice and we and we wrote it in the book as well, and it's the idea that when disagreements arise in marriage in, in your marriage and there always will be you know some disagreements, you know ask each other how important the issue is on a scale of one to ten, so one you know is not important at all and ten is extremely important, and then allow the the the, the, the spouse to have his or her way if they score higher on the scale than you on that particular disagreement. So let's say we have a disagreement, and, and I label it as a 5 or a 6, but my, my wife labels it a 10. Well, guess what? She gets to have her way on that, on that particular disagreement. Yeah. And, and, and it could happen vice versa. You know, but the key to this is you got to be fair. You know, you can't put everything at a 10. Right. You know, really <laughs> a 10. Exactly. That is just not fair. But that is really a great tactic. I think the other thing is it would start you on the path of framing things up in the future, too. You know, you might start to have that conversation in your head, and it wouldn't even have to get out to, a you know, an out loud rating system of, oh, gosh, this is really only a three to me. Why don't I let it go? You know? Yeah. I think that's I, I great. Think sometimes, you know, we get, you know, uh, involved in a conflict or we get, you know, too emotionally connected to something. And really when we sit back and think about it, it's like, is this really that important to me? You know, is it important enough for me to have disagreements? I know that disagreements I've had uh, in my marriage, I can't even think of the issues, you know, but unfortunately, you know, I, I, I think of maybe some dumb things I've said or, or vice versa. And, you know, words can hurt and they're harmful. So, uh, if, you know, we're, we're not, we're going to have disagreements and that's okay, but, uh, we've got to just learn to kind of take things more in stride and not be, uh, not overreact. My mom is a great, uh, great for this, you know, cause I, I'm one of nine siblings. You can imagine nine kids for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, but the way that my mom would, you know, treat it is she's so level headed and she would say, you know, people go through phases. And I remember my younger sister, uh, you know, and I kept asking my mom, you know, why does she keep doing this? Well, she's going through a phase. It's like, for 10 years? I mean, how long does the phase last? <laughs> and, you know, that's the way But my mom looked at it is, you know, don't overreact. Uh, realize that, you know, kids and 
and even marriages go through phases and and you've just you know if you're committed to you know to the we committed to the vision together you know you can work out uh, a lot of stuff but you got to get on the same page on on core issues you can't just think that you are because you're not right Lots of good information, lots of good advice. Again, the name of the book is Trap Tales, Outsmarting the Seven Hidden Obstacles of Success. And David, where can we find more information about you? You, you can find more information about me on, you know, on the Internet, Google. Uh, you can find the book on Amazon if you're like me. Buy it from Amazon or, or some of the major bookstores. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for all of the insights you shared with us today on Amy's Table. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman. Yeah. Q102. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit Shipt.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com.